Welcome to eBible Fellowship's Sunday Bible Study. For broadcast times in your area of these studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now it's time to begin our Sunday study with your speaker, Guy Barry. All right, shall we pray? Father in heaven, again now as we turn to the Word, again we ask that you would help us. Uh, we can't understand unless you're with us and lead us into truth. Uh, again, we ask that uh, in your mercy uh, we would expound on what we're going to look at. We would expound on it faithfully and uh, that above all, again, you would be glorified. Could it be that uh, we could see the gospel uh, as you have set it down in, in this passage um, and that uh, your people, could it be that your people... Uh, would be edified or taught or encouraged or or blessed by something new uh, that uh, we see. But again, we're we're so careful, or we want so much to to bring truth, and we're so afraid of uh, bringing errors. Although although we can't hurt uh, your salvation plan, we can't uh, damage uh, the salvation of anyone in in our imperfection. Again, now. We ask that uh, you would help us and that you would be glorified above all. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Um, over the years, I'd, uh, I'd like to look at two. Uh, this, is, this really is a follow-up to what Eddie was uh, talking about, about uh, payment for sin before the foundations of the world, this doctrine that, that Christ paid for sin before uh, the foundation of the world here. We just keep getting hammered. Uh, about that, people hate that doctrine, and uh, and, and yet it's it's a, a faithful doctrine. Uh, when you're on the right track, God keeps opening your eyes to truth and and, and affirming uh, what you see in the Bible. Uh, I'd like to look at two verses in Psalm 139. Over the years, I've I, I've taught Psalm 139 a couple of times, but I just never could do much with verse. Uh, 15 and 16 in this psalm, and uh, and now I'd, I'd like to bring out how uh, uh, payment for sin before the foundations of the world is in uh, these two verses. Let me read Psalm 139. This is a well-known psalm, rather well-known psalm. Uh, you'll hear a hymn or two in, in the words of this psalm. Um, psalm 139, to the chief musician, a psalm of David. O Jehovah, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Jehovah, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. Whither? Shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth. As the day, the darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins. 
Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee. These are the verses I want to look at. This verse 15 and 16. Verse 15. My substance, maybe you can hear this as we just read these verses outright. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious, I'm going to finish this psalm. Uh, how precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. There's a hymn, still, still with thee. Anybody ever hear that hymn? Beautiful hymn. Uh, the opening verse, O, o Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. That, that's another hymn. Uh, all right, uh, verse 18. If I should count them, they are more in number than that sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Jehovah, that hate thee. And am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. There's another hymn. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Get down here to uh, verse 13. Christ is the Word of God. Wherever you read in the Bible, it is Christ personified. The Word is Christ personified. Um, he is the Word, and many of these Psalms uh, were written by David under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and David is a very prominent picture of Christ in the Bible. I, I think it's safe to say this is from me, I think it's safe to say that whenever you read a David in the Bible, you're reading uh, about Christ. We talked this morning about how uh, David's men came to him and said, we are bone of thy bone and flesh of thy flesh. That uh, really applies to Christ, uh, that his people are, are his bones figuratively and they make up his body. Uh, but we'll see this in, in these verses we're going to look at here. Uh, in, in Psalm 139, verse 13 says, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. And uh, all through the Bible, the Bible speaks of God's love and protection of Jesus the Son. Uh, so much of that you can think of probably in, in uh, the Gospel of John. Um, but here uh, we read in verse 13, Thou hast possessed my reins. That word possessed is a word, yeah, that suggests possession, but it also suggests possession by a purchase. If you look at Exodus 15, verse 16, Exodus 15, 16 says, Fear and dread shall fall upon them by the greatness of thine arm. They shall be as still as a stone till thy people pass over, O Jehovah. Till the people pass over which thou hast 
purchased. That's the same word, possessed. In Isaiah 1, verse 3, uh, the book of Isaiah starts right off speaking of how Israel has rebelled against the Lord and fallen away. Uh, but I, Isaiah 1, verse 3 says, The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. That word owner is, again, the same word, possessed. Uh, so when, when we read in Psalm uh, 139, Thou hast possessed my reins, it's, it's in the idea of a purchase. And we understand what that means, that God has purchased his people. And, and here Christ, uh, or, or David, is writing this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. David has been purchased. He's one of uh, the elect. But the, the true believers all identify with the Lord Jesus. In a sense, he also was, was purchased. He had to be saved. And you read that in Hebrews 5, that uh, he... he uh, offered up uh, prayers with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death. Okay, uh, Psalm 139, verse 13. Now it's possessed my reins. The word reins literally means kidneys, uh, but it really can speak of, of your whole self, your whole, uh, especially it's used a lot about speaking of your inward self. Jeremiah 17, 9 is a well-known verse. It says, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked, who can know it? And Jeremiah 17.10 says, I, Jehovah, search the heart. I try the reins. There's that word, reins. Even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Uh, usually when you read that word, reins, in the Bible, it's speaking of our whole self, our, our inward self. So again, Psalm 139.13 says, For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Uh, and this word covered, the sense of this is hedged in or, or covered uh, in protection. Job 3.23 uses the words hedged in. It's uh, the same word, covered. Job 3.23, here, here Job is asking why God has allowed him to live when, when he's suffering the, this horrible affliction. Uh, in... Uh, Verse 23 of chapter 3, Job 3, he says, Why is light given to a man whose way is hid, and whom God hath hedged in? God has, has hedged him in. And that also applies to the Lord Jesus, that God did hedge him in. Um, it, it, this word is translated defendest in Psalm 5, uh, verse 11. Psalm 5, 11, But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy. Because thou defendest them. This is the word covered in uh, Psalm 139. Uh, because thou defendest them, let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. It's speaking of the protection uh, of God. Uh, and it applies not only to Christ, but to all uh, of God's elect. Uh, so uh, Psalm 139.13 says, Thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me, defended me in my mother's womb, already in the womb. Uh, we read verses in the Bible like this, and, uh, well, we think of how the world out there since, well, this country particularly since Roe versus Wade has killed roughly a million a year. Uh, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Now, the mother in the Bible is 
figuratively, most of the time, a, p- a picture of uh, the bride of Christ. Uh, the church is also the mother of Christ, uh, particularly Mary, as, as a picture of Old Testament Israel, was used to give birth to the Lord. The Bible also speaks of, or God also speaks of the word of God as being the law of thy mother. Um, if you look at Proverbs, Proverbs, it's, it's in Proverbs a couple times. Proverbs 1 verse 8 says, uh, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. There, the instruction of thy father and the law of thy mother are both the word of God. Um, but you'll see that principle uh, in other places in the Bible of the mother and how the law the law of thy mother, uh, the mother is the bride of Christ or, or of God. Um, so there, there's Psalm 139, verse 13. Thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Uh, already God is working and protecting and has purchased. Uh, verse 14 of Psalm 139 says, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. The J. Green interlinear trans, where it says, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, the, the J. Green interlinear translates that, uh, with fearful things, I am wonderful. Uh, the Hebrew verb tense is a nifal. It's, it's a participle. Um, the word, uh, let me see, fearfully and wonderfully made, or, or even it could be translated fearfully, I am fearfully wonderful. The word made is not there. It, it simply says literally with things of fear, I am wonderful. Uh, this word wonderful is a form of the word marvelous. Uh, and in Isaiah 9, 6, uh, it, it's, uh, it's translated wonderful. His name is wonderful. And let me see. Marvelous. Yeah, the word marvelous uh, it, later on in that verse, he says, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made or with, with uh, fearful things, fearfully I am wonderful. Marvelous are thy works. Uh, again, that's a form of the same word from Isaiah 9, 6. Uh, they're almost identical words that are wonderful and marvelous. His name is wonderful. Uh, marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well and the works of God are salvation. In, in, in Psalm, uh, Psalm 107, verse 21 says, Oh, that men would praise Jehovah for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men, and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. And uh, the works of the Lord are, uh, above all, that miraculous work of salvation. Um, but I want to get to verse 15 and 16 here in Psalm 139. But he says in the, the end of verse 14 that my soul knoweth right well. But now in verse 15 of Psalm 139, this is what we want to get to. He says, my substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. This word substance... um is the masculine form of a word that is uh, often translated might or strong or strength in the sense of the frame, 
uh, of a building or in the frame of, of, of a structure, something, uh, something strong. The feminine form of this word in the Hebrew is, where is used often, and we talked about that in the other stu study. It's translated into the word bones. And in Jay Green's interlinear, he translated this word substance as bones. I, I looked in a couple other, uh, other Bibles, and, and it was translated into words like frame. Uh, forget what it was in the NIV. People recoil in horror when you speak of the NIV, but for the Old Testament, sometimes it's not bad. Uh, one, uh, the New Testament is terrible in the NIV because they used a different text to, to uh, translate. But one terrible thing they do in the Old Testament in the NIV is they change the weights and measures to our standard, so it changes the numbers, and that just destroys the spiritual sense of the numbers. Uh, for instance, when, they, when the Israelites crossed the Jordan, the ark was to go across first, and they were to keep a space between them and the ark of about 2,000 cubits. And I think they changed that to feet or yards or something, so that number 2,000 is lost, and that number 2,000 means something. But I don't want to get into that. But uh, here we read, and, and I'm convinced we can, uh, we can substitute the word bones here for uh, uh, substance in, in Psalm 139. My bones were not hid from you. My bones were not, was not hid from thee. It, it's plural also. It's a plural word. My, my bones were not hid from thee when I was made in secret. It, it's also used in verses in, in, in the sense of strength. This is a different word, a different Hebrew word, but this is, this is the sense of this word. If you look at Genesis 49, as uh, Jacob is blessing his sons, he says about his firstborn, Reuben, Genesis 49, verse 3, he says, Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might. See how he's getting strength in there? Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, uh, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. A man's children uh, were spoken of, or are spoken of in the Bible, as his strength. So, uh, and, and if bones are, are believers as part of Christ's body, uh, that, that ties in. Uh, so I, I think it's perfectly uh, acceptable to substitute the word bones uh, in here, in Psalm 139, verse 15, for, for substance. My bones were not hid from thee. And, and again, that's spiritually the believers. When I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. The word made there is uh, just the, the word that's commonly uh, used in Hebrew it, it, as, as made or formed. Uh, now, my substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret. And when you look at this word secret, it has to do with uh, the, the secret things of God. If you look at Psalm 81, and this is all speaking about, all suggesting how birth is secret and really not seen by us. And that has to do with salvation. Uh, before we go to Psalm 81, just, just uh, let me read this verse in John 3 when, when Christ was speaking to Nicodemus about being born again. He's, he's speaking about how we can't see uh, bones growing in the womb. The uh, similitude there, or the metaphor, is we don't understand salvation. John 3, verse 8 says, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell 
whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born uh, of the Spirit. In, in Ecclesiastes 11, it says uh, something very similar. Ecclesiastes 11, verse 5 says, As thou knowest not what is the way of the Spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all that salvation. That was Ecclesiastes 11.5, Lester. All right, we want to look at Psalm 81, uh, looking at these words in secret. In Psalm 81, verse 7, Psalm 81, verse 7, we read, Thou callest in trouble, and I delivered thee. I answered thee in the secret place of thunder. That's where God is, the secret place. I answered thee in the secret place of thunder. I proved thee at the waters of Mirabah, uh, Selah. Or, or uh, Psalm 18, verse 11 says, He made darkness his secret place. It's where God is. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. So that uh, kind of helps you in, in uh, understanding the sense of Psalm 139 in verse 15 where he says, My substance or my bones, my frame, was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Um, in the lowest parts of the earth. Uh, I, I, when I was reading commentaries speaking about this psalm, uh, one of them actually said, uh, when, when was any, any man anywhere in the Bible spoken of as being formed uh, in the lowest parts of the earth? And the lowest parts of the earth is, is hell. It's under the wrath of God. Uh, Look at Psalm 63. Psalm 63 in verse 9 says, But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. Same word, same words. Uh, but here uh, the psalmist is saying, My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought. We'll look at that in the lowest parts of the earth. Romans 1.4, which was quoted uh, this morning by uh, Eddie, seems to say that Christ had a beginning, a birth. He didn't. He was always God. Uh, but, but it's as if he, well, it says he became the son uh, as he paid for sin. Romans 1.4 says he was declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. That's when he had his beginning uh, as the Savior, as the Son of God in this creation, uh, at his resurrection from the dead. Uh, so here in, in Psalm 139, verse 15, we're reading, when my substance, my bones, were not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, in hell. Uh, it's when he had his beginning as his son, as it were. Now, he was curiously wrought. Um, when you read curiously wrought, uh, it's usually used, it's, it's only used a few times. It's translated as embroidered or as the word needlework, uh, cunning work, beautiful needlework, as in the, uh, well, look at Exodus thirty-eight eighteen. It's speaking of the beautiful work in, in the building of that tabernacle in the wilderness, which was what? A representation of what? The body of Christ. Exodus thirty-eight eighteen, And the hanging for the gate of the court 
was needlework. That's the word. Curiously wrought. Needlework uh, of blue and purple and scarlet and fine twine linen. And 20 cubits was the length and the height and the breadth was five cubits answerable to the hangings of the court. Uh, who's the gate? Christ. Uh, but here he's curiously wrought as uh, different parts of, of this beautiful tabernacle in the wilderness which represented his body. So, uh, look, again, it, it, it really uh, makes you hear some things when you read Psalm 139, verse 15. My substance, my bones my, were not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth as if he had a beginning uh, in hell under the wrath of God. Now, verse 16 of Psalm 139 says, Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. Now, those four words, substance yet being unperfect, uh, are all one Hebrew word. It has nothing to do with this first word, substance. Well, it has a little bit to do, but their translation of, of one Hebrew word, which is only used in this place, and it, it means, it, it refers to a fetus, it refers to the forming child, the forming baby, uh, I, I think they translated embryo in, in the uh, uh, J. Green interlinear. Uh, it's his forming body. Thine eyes did see my uh, fetus, embryo, yet being unperfect. It's unfinished. Um, and in thy book, all my members were written. Um, what book is that? It's, it's the Bible, isn't it? Uh, Psalm... Uh, 69 verse 28 psalm 69 verse 28 says let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous we could look at uh, a number of verses in the bible where the word book is 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 used and it's always speaking of the word of god but here we're reading about god about uh, david under the inspiration of the holy spirit saying to god thine eyes did see my forming body and in thy book, all my members were written. Now, the word members is not there. You'll see that it's in, in italics there. But it's a plural. These words are plural. All my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. Plural words. It's referring back to the first word substance, because that's a plural word. Uh, bones. Uh, the second word here, thine eyes did see my substance yet being unperfect. That's a singular word. Uh, and so it, it means forming body. The, the other first word means uh, uh, bones. It's plural. So uh, he says, in thy book, in, in your book, all were written, all those bones were written. This is the believers. This is speaking of the believers, how they were all written. In, in the Lamb's book of life from the foundation of the world. It's, it's sovereign grace. It's predestination. Uh, all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned. And what that means is how they were uh, formed day by day as each one was born, uh, which in continuance. That word continuance is simply the word day. Uh, the days, uh, I think the interlinear translates it, the days they were formed. Well, they, they use the word fashioned here. 
which is a word that's translated formed, uh, as in Isaiah 45, 9, uh, where it speaks of, of uh, God being the former of all things. In Isaiah 45, 9, it's translated maker, where he's speaking of the clay. Isaiah 45, 9, woe unto him that striveth with his maker. That's the same word that they translated fashioned there in Psalm 139. Uh, woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Let the potsherd strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashioneth it? Again, same word. What makest thou or thy work? He hath no hands. So uh, here we are in, in, in Psalm 139, 16. In, in your book, all, all were written, all my bones, all, all my members, uh, which as each day came along where each one of them were formed by you in birth. Uh, they, they, were, they were written. They were already written. Uh, we were named uh, before we were born. Uh, and, and then the, the end of that verse says, when as yet there was none of them. Uh, and that's, that's very simple to understand. We were named to salvation before we were born. Very simply, that's what it's saying. You see all those names and words in italics there? Yeah. Yeah. When, when, yeah. Uh, all, all were written, which day by day were fashioned when none of them. Yeah. Yep. There you are. Uh, look at uh, Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5. Verse 30, we read this this morning. Uh, For we are members of his body. Members, even, even, they even use the same English word, members of his body. We're his bones, spiritually. Uh, we are members uh, of his body, of his flesh, and, and of his bones. Uh, so there it is. I don't think, uh, I, I don't see how anybody that argues against this doctrine can, can look at those verses studying them, comparing Scripture with Scripture, and and uh, say that that's saying anything else. And uh, here it is, we've never understood this because of progressive revelation, because God has had a timetable to, to when we would understand different things out of the Bible. Here, uh, back, uh, what, seven or eight years ago, Mr. Camping began to teach uh, of this idea of the Lord Jesus suffering uh, in hell before the foundations of the world, that's when he became the son. The Bible speaks as if he had a birth, but but he didn't. Um, and, and the bones, of the, the members of his body were written. They were named to salvation uh, as the days worked out, as the days came along, where they were when they were formed in their life, in their particular lives. Uh, when as yet uh, there was none of them. Um, in other words, we were all named with Christ, all, all named to salvation back then, when as yet there was none of us, but yet in Colossians 2, we read uh, just an incomprehensible thought that we all went through the fires of hell with the Lord Jesus at that time. Um, let me read in Colossians 2, starting at verse 10. Colossians 2, verse 10 says, And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also you're circumcised with a circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism. And that baptism was 
uh, his baptism, uh, he suffered eternal damnation. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Um, Salvation. We went through the fires of hell with him uh, before the foundations of the world. Um, And and it says it. I don't see how anybody can deny that, that that's what those verses say once we work through it carefully and again, it, it wasn't God's will to reveal it uh, to us until uh, very late in time uh, where we are. Shall we pray? Uh, Father in heaven, again, uh, we just come to you and, and say, could it be that we've uh, expounded uh, faithfully, that we've gotten this passage in Psalm 139 correctly, and uh, it has indeed been uh, to your glory. Uh, again, we just thank you uh, for the way we can meet with like-minded people. What a blessing. What a blessing to come together on a Sabbath day with people of like mind uh, to go into the scriptures and and to get affirmation of, of our doctrines, to see that we're on the right track. And we must continually keep coming to you uh, to ask you to lead us and guide us uh, in, in, into the right way because we're we're just dumb sheep, and we'll just go off in any direction uh, without your leading. So uh, we just pray constantly that you would always be with us and lead us and guide us into truth. Um, again, just just thank you uh, for this gathering and 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 for all the the ways you've cared for uh, and, and watched over and guarded and hidden and hedged in uh, your people. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship Sunday Bible Study. For more information or to hear additional Bible studies, be sure to visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com.